0: Now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 62 of The Awakened Soul. We have a very interesting show planned for you guys today. We uh, have an extended in the mind of hay segment. Um I'm not going I'm not going to tease yet what we're, what we're discussing there, but it's going to it's going to get pretty deep. We also have the return Shanice, as she does every week with her unpopular opinion Jerry Roberts does come through the building as well um dropping some petty news and then uh the the meat and potatoes of this episode the 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 main event so to say is a discussion on the immigrant family crisis um so yeah we got a we got a pretty deep show uh playing for you guys this week. Uh before we get started, I want to plug all of our social media. You can follow me at C E O Hayes. It's at C E O H A I Z E. You can follow the Awakened Soul Podcast itself at Awakened Soul Pod. Um or at the Awakened Soul Pod. It just depends on where you look for us at <laughs> and then uh you can also contact us with any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the awakened pod at gmail.com. Uh so we're gonna get into a little bit more music. On the other side of that, we're gonna hop into my crazy, crazy, dark and twisted mind. Um this week, not so twisted, not so dark. Um but we definitely have a great discussion there. But nonetheless, uh going to get into this music, and I will see you guys on the other side.
2: Patience, new beginners coming. Niggas been hard, drive, had to get the engine running. You either die chasing dreams, or you going to live for nothing. Shit, nigga, I get murdered for I not make it. Niggas told me spots taken. Nigga, there's reason. Word to Liam Neeson. If it's taken once, it could get taken twice. Don't ever think they love you. That's some great advice. So if you ain't used to pay attention, gotta pay the price. So just a year ago, nigga, I was hating life. Eight to five working for mass I slave through it. Nights crying to pee like I hate music. Now my shows sell out like Ray Lewis. Who is reason, nigga? Nigga, I'm the thin line. Humble nigga that think he big time. A walking contradiction, but admit mine. All
1: right. So I said at the top that this week's edition of. Uh, into minor haze may be a little bit extended and that is because uh this Kanye West interview on Jimmy Kimmel left a lot on my mind like just watching this whole the entirety of this interview uh, there was a lot said here that you know I wouldn't say necessarily triggered me but it did leave me uh with a lot to discuss um So first, we're going to address right now first. Um, So this this is what you will mainly hear from this interview.
3: There are families being torn apart at the border of this country. There are are literally families being torn apart as a result of what this president is doing. And I think that, you know, we cannot forget that whether we like his personality or or not, his actions are really what? what matter i mean you so famously and so powerfully said george bush doesn't care about black people it makes me wonder what makes you think that donald trump does or any people at all why don't we take a break we'll come back
1: and so yeah that's the clip that you're mainly going to hear and while i'm going to uh, not call it clickbait per se, because I don't feel like it's clickbait. I think that that's the perfect teaser. If you want to come and get someone to come and watch the rest of the interview and open up dialogue pieces, if you just want to draw people into the interview, that was the perfect clip for that. Um, so I I don't really call it clickbait in that sense. Um, he never got a chance uh, to really answer his question on if he could, thinks Trump cares about people. Uh, they went to commercial break. They came back. They did get into more conversation. Um, we're not going to talk about the separating of families right now, because we actually talk about that later on in the episode. But um, so that, that of course was the, the clip. That was what was, the, the next morning. That's what you saw everywhere. That's what mainly people were retweeting and posting. And I've said this before. I think that, um, A lot of times it stops there and people don't go and watch the the rest of the interview. They don't go and watch, uh, for example, the TMZ thing. Like there were people who just thought that they knew the whole tone of that interview based off just the clip that was that was spread out about him talking about um, slavery being a choice. Um, And not to say that, that it made those comments any any less valid but they just didn't watch the rest of the interview I hope that people are watching this more we're going to break down some of the stuff in it but I wanted to play because of course that's a clip that everyone hears and Kanye has since said he never truly got a, a chance to answer that question um, he, he called a clickbait but he more so highlighted that it was the fact that two people on opposite sides were able to have an open discussion and conversation and you know that's what I like to say that we do great here at The Awakened Soul um, but we're going to actually get into some of his comments with uh, his supporter of Trump uh, next, and then uh, we're going to keep discussing it. So here's, here's another clip from the Kanye interview.
4: Everyone around me tried to pick my candidate for me mm-hmm. and then told me every time I said I like Trump that I couldn't say it out loud or my career would be over, I'd get kicked out the black community because blacks are, we're supposed to have a monolithic thought. We can only like, we can only be Democrats and all. So um, it, even when I, I said it right before I went to the hospital and I expressed myself and when I came out, I had lost my confidence. So I didn't have the, the confidence to take on the world and the possible backlash. And it took me a year and a half to have the confidence to stand up and put on the hat, no matter what the consequences were. And what it represented to me is not about policies, and because I'm, I'm not a politician like that, but it, represent, it represented overcoming fear and doing what you felt, no matter what anyone said, and saying, you can't bully me. Liberals can't bully me. News can't bully me. The hip-hop community, they can't bully me. Because at that point, if I'm afraid to be me, I'm no longer yay. That's what makes yay. And I actually quite i quite enjoy when people uh, actually are mad at me about certain things. You must I, enjoy it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite enjoy it. Because your wife was mad.
1: And if, it's funny, a lot of what Kanye said there uh, goes back to kind of my discussion last week on how uh we we want celebrities we want these people to use their platform to discuss things that are deeper we we want them to discuss issues we want them to have thoughts um and we look at some people not not me personally but some people look to to them to be the ones to call out injustices um but we want them to have that platform but a lot of people want them to use their platform in in the way that they what they want to see the celebrities do and uh, Poindexter had a great tweet that he says that they want to see people want to see their opinions come out of other people's mouths and a lot of what Kanye was said there um, I do agree with I agree with him saying uh, that that as a people uh, us us black people we kind of act like we should all have the same thought. Or we should all move the same way. Like, how many times do you hear the phrase? Oh, well, he's not black anymore used like like being black has to be one overall thing or thought. Um, and I, so I agree with that very much. So now the, the Trump support, that's a different thing. I, I, I'm just talking about that thought, that action as if as as if just because we're black are are we have a preordained set of thoughts or opinions that we are allowed to have. Um, and I and I love the fact that he said that now, granted, um, we all know the issues that that we have with President Trump. We all know. Um, and again, I'm trying to steer away from talking about the, the separation of families and, and and that because we do have that in another segment. Um, so, I, I'm, again, but what I'm saying is, is while I agree I disagree with a lot of Kanye's uh, political leanings and his and his thoughts. I I agree with the fact that us as, as Black people don't have to me, doesn't have to mean that we have one thing, um, and it doesn't have to mean that all of a sudden now like you're not Black or you get disowned uh, just because you have a a, a thought that maybe the, the the mass Black population doesn't agree with. The fact is, is that as I said before, let's stop, (laughs) let's stop shying away from our, our differences. Like that's where the conversation piece needs to happen. That's where we need to have the dialogue. That's where we need to be educating. Um, and I, and I've personally said before how I have that, I have a, a strong hate for that thing where people are all of a sudden like, Hey, now, Oh, he has that thought he's not black. He can't be black. Like let's stop turning on our own people in that way. Um, but Uh, as far as, you know, like I said, we're not we're not necessarily going to talk about just the Trump support there. I I wanted to piggyback off that thought because I loved uh, that 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 thought that he had in that interview. Um, And and like I said, here we're not going to be able to play the whole interview. I, I really want everyone to go and listen to this or watch listen. however you decide to 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 get get it. But to this whole thing, um, we are going to uh, play another clip from it because I have a, a couple more thoughts. And you know, like I said, this is extended version or edition of, of the mind haze. But we're gonna we're gonna get into into this interview and a lot of what Kanye said and and the clip speaks for itself.
4: I feel like you avoided this album oh, title. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't I mean don't what, avoid it, it. what it says right here on the, on the I hate panel.
3: being bipolar. It's awesome. I have a theory yeah. about you, so tell me yeah. if you, if this is correct. Mm-hmm. I feel like you. Um, feel like being bipolar is part of what makes you brilliant, part of what makes you you, and you embrace it? The
4: funny thing is, this is something I was like on the Internet before. It's kind of, It was kind of funny, but by, it's not an opposite. It's not I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. It's actually, it drives more of how you really feel. It doesn't do an opposite thing. So I think it's important for us to have conversations about You know, open conversations about mental health, uh, especially with me being black, because we never had therapists in the black community. We never approached, like, taking medication. And I I think it's good that when I had my first complete blackout at age five, my mom didn't fully medicate me because I might have never been yay. And there's times where Mm -hmm. at least I'm happy that I know. Like, even, like, for this interview, I knew I wanted to stay in a calm state because... By the time I got to TMZ, I was ramped up. So what was awesome is that the world got to really experience someone in a ramped up state. And that's when you get these comments that just
3: shoot out, like almost like Tourette's. Because you have highs and lows. And when you have a high, mm-hmm. you're on a roll. When you have a well, low, you're well, not. Well, there's
4: some cases of bipolar where people go low. I'm, I'm one that uh, goes high, like like Michelle Obama said. So like you don't high. have extreme periods of, <laughs> of depression? Oh, no. No. Oh. No. Because I just say it. I'll say it on real TV. Like, oh, I thought about killing myself. And then the thought is gone, you know?
3: <laughs> wow. So all people need to do is get on TV. That's really the solution.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to be able to express themselves without fear of judgment. What I love telling people is, like, who do you know? And you know, let's go especially black men. But, you know, I'm 41 years old. And I don't know anyone you know, that up as much as I have, that's still <laughs> as successful. Uh-huh. So I want to prove that you can get fat, you can say the wrong things, you and can you piss can, a whole city
3: And you can off. be president of the United States.
1: <laughs> and that was Kanye West discussing uh, how he views bipolar and how it affects him. And I think that, you know, having those type of conversations out in public is huge and you know the the movement in discussing mental health uh in in the black community while it's been uh so ignored for so long or such a thing that that people don't want to admit or really discuss and i think that it's good um that those conversations are happening now you have someone of kanye west's status um discussing bipolarism and his views and his views on i think that that's huge and uh i i think that sometimes because Kanye does do a lot of craziness that, um, those type of issues or those type of, of topics do get missed because everyone wants to talk and wants to know about the Trump support and the MAGA hat and the, and the slavery comments that we forget that, uh, you know, this is, this is a man who, who says that being bipolar is his superpower. Um, so I, I just, I think that, that it's important and, you know, like I said in this interview left me with so much just on my mind like it's the ups and downs so it was so uh woven in uh in and out of out of this interview um but yeah but yeah so it, you know him him saying how he he doesn't have those low lows because he he just gets those thoughts out and he moves on now, I'm not sure that that is going to work for everyone who suffers from from the bipolar disorder. But like I said, just ha- having those type of conversations out there is always going to be good um, on those type of subjects. Uh, so yeah, those that, that are my thoughts on the, on the bipolar section of that. We're going to get into another clip from the show.
3: Dean, there you are with the kids. Oh, they're they very, very cute.
4: Yeah, my daughter went to a fashion camp for five days a couple weeks ago, and I visited her, visited her, and we put... Together, we put the thread through the sewing machine and it really brought me to tears to think about the 15 years that I've been working on apparel. And for my friend Virgil to be the head of Louis Vuitton and for me to have this, you know, $1.8 billion company out of, uh, you know, a thread going through. And she, she, my daughter asked me, Daddy, do you have a sewing machine, sewing machine like this at your office and I brought her to my office, and she did a bunch of sketches. And um, my head pattern cutter made her dresses right there, real uh, for her. So she loves coming to the office and doing
3: sketches. Boy, that's so much yeah. more fun than my dad's office.
1: You know, and I wanted to share that clip um, because we we've been talking about some pretty heavy topics, and it was just something that brings back the fact that this it's it's still a man in there. Like regardless of how you look at Kanye, um, you know, as someone who who's a father. Like I, I love hearing about those type of moments. I love sharing those type of moments. Uh like I said, this interview had its huge ups and huge downs. And him sharing that story um with his daughter, you know, I, I love having my kids in the awakened soul. So it's like, um that really spoke to me. Um And just left me with like, regardless of the differences, the bipolar, the political support, um, there's just a a guy in there who's just trying to figure it out. Um, And that's what I stress home a lot about uh, these celebrities. I think that some people hold them in such high regard and a high status that we forget that it's just a person in there. Like overall, it's just a person in there um, who's just as flawed as us. Who is just as much trying to figure it out? Who uh, is just as much conflicted uh, as well? And um, I think that sometimes we we take that their status and we forget that they're humans as well. Um, so yeah, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it with just one more clip, and then uh, we're gonna get into something else. Thanks for sticking with me through this uh, extended in the minor section.
3: You put out five other albums with other artists that you produced at basically within, like, what, like a, a month-long period mm-hmm. of time. That's a ton of work. Are you, like, a, are you a workaholic? Are you always working? No, I actually slept a lot during the project. <laughs> While they were recording?
4: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I have a team, and we work together. I spent a year and a half after I got out of the hospital, uh, and I would go to Amoeba Record Store, and I'd just start chopping up samples. And it was very therapeutic because... I wasn't full yay. I don't know if I'm full yay now, a better or worse, whatever, but it was therapeutic just to listen to those songs and sample and go back to being 14 years old in my mom's house. And by the time it was time to to put the albums out, we have a, a whole team at Yeezy Sound that will help come and do the drums, help with lyrics, help with choruses. And I'd give like six, seven people ideas that I want on the song and I just go to
3: sleep and just wait from him to <laughs> <You> <laughs> I get what, a lot of sleep. you working while you sleep. That's a hard worker, right? I have yeah. to get it. A-
1: All right. And this is where I wish my brother from Oversaturated in The Breaks Johnny was here because as many conversations as we had as it seemed like uh, some of the good music releases were kind of lazy, thrown together last minute uh, to hear that he kind of pushed autopilot on producing albums. Like, that... That's that's basically what that was that he was saying, right? Like, can we all agree to that? He basically has found a way to push autopilot and the albums like have it's that's just and I'm sure that that's probably common. But to hear him say it and to know how much of a perfectionist Kanye is and to hear him say, no, he actually slept slept a lot. And especially considering the release of Tiana Taylor's album and how that rollout just was horrible. That kind of bothered me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you know that's just me, man. It's, it's I, I I can't wait to Johnny uh, hears this. I let me know what you guys think. You know, again, you know where to find me on Twitter. The conversations either happening at at Awakened Soul Pot or at CEO Hayes. Man, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on hearing Kanye just talk about album uh, producing albums in this way because it it kind of it kind of took me uh, by a little bit of surprise because I just had it. I had it in my mind that Kanye was like this guy who like sits there and he's sitting down in the studio or at his computer and he's just working, 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 working on these albums and being a perfectionist and saying, "No, let's let's re-record this part. Let me remaster this part." And just by the sound of what he said, it kind of sounds like, "Oh no, you know, I I, I kind of set the framework. Uh, I have this team that that does a lot. That's the perfect comparison to it. The way that we talk about Drake." And his team of writers and how they they cook up stuff for him. It sounds like Kanye has a producing um equivalent to that. At least that's my that's my take on it. All right. This has been enough of In My Crazy and Dark Twisted Mind. Like I said, I just wanted to um break down this interview a little bit because I felt like there's a there was a lot in this. And even like even I, like in this podcast, those were just clips. I can't stress enough. Go and watch this full interview. I know a lot of people are boycotting Kanye. I understand that. Um, But you know how I feel about boycotts. We're not going to rehash that. We are getting ready to get into uh, the unpopular opinion. What is becoming... uh, one of a lot of people's favorite parts of the Awakened Soul. Like Billy Ray Valentine, someone who is like my brother. Like that that guy, I look up to the guy like crazy. Me and him talk all the time. And on the anniversary show, to say that the unpopular opinion was his favorite part of the awakened soul right now, says a lot. Like I know a lot of you may not listen to his podcast because he he does a conspiracy theory uh thing, but um, the guy knows entertainment, he knows podcasting, all that good stuff. Um so when he said that, it was like, uh, yeah, it's it's good. Sharnice is amazing, man. And uh, I'm not jealous that uh, maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe a little. Um, But now we're going to get into my sister segment, man. And I'll see you guys on the other side.
2: Hey, y'all reporting live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, I said Knoxville, Tennessee for you loyal listeners you know that I am not from here I actually live in Charlotte and I'm from New York City um but I decided that I was going to take a trip to Knoxville took me about four hours to get here and that leads into my unpopular opinion this week so without going too deeply into it I this was not the plan to come to Knoxville Tennessee um today but I sat and I thought and I said Shawnee's You have been letting a lot of people decide your movements and how to, you know, break up your time and it's not, it's not leading you anywhere. Where you're gaining new experiences, you know, where the, you know, your family is telling you to do things or, you know, they're expecting for you to do things or your friends or demanding your time elsewhere. None of these things are adding to your goal, your overall goal in life to collect experiences. You're kind of just floating around doing what everybody else wants you to do. So my unpopular opinion that I want to share with you guys is that it is not selfish selfish. To be selfish. And I know that sounds confusing, but it is not selfish or it is not a bad thing or it is not, you know, seen as, you know, you're only for self. If you take time and you make decisions for yourself, um, a lot of the times growing up, I made decisions that no one else wanted, wanted me to make. But I was like, this is what I want to do. This is my life. You have to remember that. Like, this is your life. So I decided, got up early, got in the car, got some gas and just drove to Knoxville, listened to some podcasts on the way. And, you know, my family has asked like, hey, what you doing? I'm in Knoxville today. Like, what are you doing there? I chose to do what I wanted to do. So for you listeners, it may be unpopular to think that, you know, you have to do for yourself and do what you want whenever you want. And, you know, that people make us feel Terrible for things like that But I want you to know That it is not selfish To be selfish I left that nigga on red Cause I felt like it Fused me down in a dress In a little orange jacket dapper, dapper, I look fine And my chicks to fine No wonder, wonder why I do Whatever I like I do What I like, I do I do, I do. What I like, I do
1: Shanice just out here doing what the fuck she do, which I couldn't agree with more. Uh, Life is too short not to do what the hell you want to do with your life. Um, I always say that as long as you're not hurting anyone else intentionally, then do what the fuck you want to do, man. Um, But nonetheless, listen, you I need you guys to interact with Shanice just a little bit more because what she's doing each and every week is like is basically she's calling a lot of people out like she's she's making you challenging you to change your way of thinking and i i just i can't say enough how much i appreciate her just joining uh the awakened soul and and what she does but uh it's 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 time unfortunately we have to get away from the good and positive and doing what the fuck you want to do well no these these people usually in this segment do what the fuck they want to do but unfortunately they're just complete other utter idiots while they do it we have to get into this week's stupid idiot of the week we're going to get into the intro music for that on the other side you guys know what i'm going to do i'm going to give you some stupid idiots general fuckery um but yeah so uh music for that's going to start now i'll see you guys on the other side
0: So dumb you are really dumb
1: for real alright so this week we are going to go back to New Jersey where our stupid idiot of the week last week came from New Jersey just a wonderful wonderful state uh, aka the armpit of America shout out to Andrew Bello, New Jersey representative even though I don't think he lives in Jersey anymore but nonetheless there was a TV crew uh, that was filming in New Jersey. And they decided that the Newark Liberty international airport would be a good place to bring in fake explosives. Yes. Fake explosives in, into uh, the airport. Of course, TSA caught them, uh, before they can make it too far. Uh, the device was in a carry on bag that was specifically designed, uh, to hide uh the, the explosives again the, the the crew did bring in fake 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 explosives and if I can talk I apologize um and the uh the film crew said that their plans were to create a fake mass panic to then record how security um reacted to this what <laughs>
3: What a idiot!
1: Now, the show that they were filming for is called the Staten Island Hustle, um, which was just picked up by CNBC. Um, so, how does this affect uh, the show going forward? I don't know. And if if NBC uh, gave the green light for them to go ahead and try to do this, uh, NBC definitely deserves the Stupid Idiot of the Week as well. But uh, for bringing in a fake explosive with the intent of causing a mass panic but then hiding it all under the guise of a reality tv show and it's all fun and games uh yes the staten island hustle people you definitely get the stupid idiot of the week but this next stupid idiot of the week comes from uh the political sector and that is melissa howard who is running for a republican nomination for the florida house seat who has been discovered uh, after saying that she has received a bachelor's degree from the University of Miami in Ohio, my wonderful state. Um, There were questions raised on if her degree was actually legit. Howard then said that her degree was in her mother's closet, but she flew out to the university to take a picture uh, with the diploma saying that she went and got a copy of her degree. But, Questions were raised uh, if that was actually legit. So what she did is she uh, she went and got a uh, shared a copy of her transcript um, and a copy of her degree with the Herald Tribune. But then the University of Miami's uh, general accountant, Robert Parker, responded by saying Melissa Marie Fox, date of birth, Twelve twenty five seventy one does not have a degree from Miami University. The picture of the diploma that was per- posted on the face on her Facebook page does not appear to be an accurate Miami University diploma. Then it turns out that the university in which she says she received a Bachelor of Science degree from does not even offer a a bachelor of science degree. Since this has come out, she has been uh, unreachable and has not made a single comment. So ma'am, for lying uh, about your degree, you definitely get the
3: stupid idiot.
1: All right. And for both of our stupid idiots of the week,
3: I didn't call you idiots. I called you stupid idiots.
1: We are now going to head into the petty news segment from Jerry Rubbers, aka Scoop Grady. This one's a doozy. I'll see you guys on the other side.
5: Hello, thank you for listening to Petty News. I am Jerry Rubbers and for Shizzle to the Drizzle, do anybody still say that? First, I want to give a shout out to all my ladies on Section 8 and $400 food stamps. Y'all are the real MVP. Nicki Minaj drops a new album and everybody is talking about it. But if you listen to Barbie Dream, you'll have confusions on if she's dissing him or cracking jokes. Nicki Minaj says that she cracked nothing but jokes on Barbie Dream and that all those people are her friends. Hmm. I don't know what kind of friendship she got with them, but if you're talking about me on a song in a disrespectful way, I gotta come at your ass like this.
4: Your album's garbage. I bought this shit, man. I listened to it. Now in the fridge, and the
5: one thing that made me concerned about this song is that she called Drake a crybaby. Everybody that talks about Drake says that he's a crybaby. So I'm really concerned if this is true or not. I always said that Drake is the Keisha Cole of hip-hop, so he might have some feelings. Or should I say, in my feelings. (laughs) Next, multiple schools in South Carolina closed early because of Beyonce and Jay-Z concert? Beyonce and Jay-Z power can't be that damn good now. They cannot be this good. No, it was reported that due to Beyonce and Jay-Z concert, it will be a lot of traffic. And that they gave the students a half a day. Now, I got two things to say about this. Either the principal and teachers have traffic tickets or got warrants, or that they really want to go see Beyonce. Because that is the best excuse they can give to the parents to go see Jay-Z and Beyonce. My only thing is, can the students read? Can they write? Are they passing their classes? If they are, then hell, let them go to hang and a half a day. Half a day. Next, 22-year-old Reginald Wooden Jr. was arrested after trying to take his driver's license test in a car with a loaded gun. Marijuana, and $15,000. Now, I just want to know, did he pass the damn test? Because if he passed the test, I don't understand what the problem is. He had to go make a drug sale afterwards. And if they didn't come up with the money, you got to take him out. Smoke him. Get rid of him.
6: The
5: The instructor was aware that it smelled like marijuana in the car, and he alerted the police. So we still on this telling nonsense. I got to be honest, if he's not bothering you, he's just coming to take his test, leave him alone. But that's my opinion. Next, USA Today stated that they are working on a marijuana breathalyzer aimed to detect high drivers without unjustly accusing. How the hell are they going to find out if the drivers are high or not? I just don't think this is going to work. I don't think it's going to work at all. This is going to put Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg out of business for sure. I got to be honest, I never heard of anybody getting in a car accident that was high. Hell, they drive so damn slow. I don't think this is going to pass. I just don't think it's going to pass at all. And that is all that we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. I am Jerry Rubbers with the Petty News. Don't be fooled, because we got the news. All right, so that was Jerry Rubbers with the Petty
1: News. Hopefully, you guys got a good la- good few laughs out of that. You no, know, it's been a pretty, I guess, heavy show. Um, we did mix it up with the Stupid Idiot and, of course, the Petty News from uh, the Great Scoop Grady. Shanice, as she always does, is holding you people accountable Um just telling everyone to, to live their best life in, in short um, do you but it's time to get into the stay woke segment for this week's episode uh, where we're going to talk a little bit about the family separation uh, what's going on with immigrant children uh, we're going to get into the stay woke music and I will see you lovely people on the other side stay
3: woke stay woke stay woke stay woke stay woke stay woke
1: So this week's Stay Woke segment is actually going to be discussing the family separation crisis, which I believe is our actual first time talking about this subject here on The Awakened Soul. So this is new territory for us. Um, And I was actually surprised when I realized that we actually hadn't discussed this at all. Um, But we're going to actually start off uh, the Stay Woke segment with a clip and then we are gonna get right into the discussion.
6: And let me just say this, if this is gonna be called a great debate, Chris, my expectation would be that the other debater does not continue to repeat oneself in expectation for us to finally agree. The bottom line is this, this is not right, it is inhumane, and for Ivanka to say at first, this was a low point, and then to defend the policy means it, it in fact was not a low enough point. And all I'm saying to you is simply this, you can't say that I'm against Separating families and then on the other breath say but they shouldn't be coming here to begin with and they're going to be Separated until they are deported and then their parents are deported without them What do you say to the 463 families who have been or the 463 adults who've been deported without their children? How do you explain that? How do you justify that? How do you at all say that that is humane behavior? What is the explanation for that?
5: Jason? Well,
3: uh, yeah, Chris, and I just uh, respond to what Angela said a moment ago. If we are going to call this the great debate, then don't put me on with someone who's just part of the, the open border crew uh, who just wants to essentially not have any border First of all, let, let's, be the, uh, let's be very uh, so clear. Let's be very clear. I can't wait to search no, your An- genealogy Angela, and ever. see
6: if you have any <laughs> illegal immigration in your family. Child. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You've never once asked me if I'm for open borders. You've never once asked me that. And do I clearly clearly have the decency not to continue to repeat my Clearly you don't want to enforce
3: or clearly you don't want to enforce the, the border laws cuz that's why I've said that. Uh, no, I what I don't want to enforce is your president's nonsense. That's what I
6: don't want to Come on, man. You guys know that this policy is ass backwards. Plain and simple. You guys know this policy is inhumane. Plain and simple. Like if you just take yourselves out of it for just a moment, take off the lenses of bigotry for just a moment and imagine people's Okay, so if this now, was now, happening, get, now we're getting now we're getting into the kids. name calling. Yes, we are. I'm calling this this process, this this procedure, is absolutely based on bigotry and fear mongering. If you don't understand that your your president announced his campaign by talking about building a wall to keep your president keeping no, not mine, not mine. I'll never, I will never claim a bigot ever. Are are you you, now? Let me just finish because I know you're off on a red herring. I know Are you're off Canadian on a red citizen? hearing because you're losing the debate. So let me just finish this point for you. He started no, Angela, his, his you campaign. At people. You're rude. Come on, you dude. Call, I'm, you not, call I'm not names screaming. At people. The only person that's rude is you right. because you're so afraid for me to get to the comma because the debate ends at the comma, dog. This is over. You have nothing to add except for asking me if I'm Canadian, and no, I'm not. I wish I could tell you where from Africa my ancestors came from, at least part of them, but I wouldn't know because the same bigots who are bringing, who are sending people back away from their children, are the ones who brought my ancestors here on stage. Well, then, spaceship. then where? Congratulations! I mean, if, he's, if
3: he's not, if he's not your president, then I mean, then who is your president?
6: <laughs> you want to stay on that point because well, it has nothing both, to do we with We both child know what Angela's point is. And she says she doesn't accept that. Trump's politics, but
3: obviously, he's the president of the United States. Everybody knows that, and let's end this on one fact. We just heard from a senior HHS official that they told the Trump administration, if you do this, you're going to separate families and it's gonna be bad for kids, and they did it anyway. That's one of the facts that sheds light on what this has been about from the beginning. Jason, Angela, thank you very much. Try to have a smile sometimes.
1: All right, so what you heard there was Angela Rye and Jason Miller in a debate on uh, Kumo Live, Kumo primetime um and so after watching uh this discussion it just it it made me you know think and and look up and research the family separation crisis a little bit more myself um and so far out of the 2,551 separated children 559 are still apart from their parents now that is as of those stats i believe were as of august 10th so those are pretty recent um Statistics there and just the latest and what's going on with this. So the Trump administration tried to pass off the responsibility of reuniting families onto the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, which then. Uh, I'm sorry, but they were actually the ones that sued the administration over the family separation in the first place. And so these children have um, been detained in these facilities because of the arbitration decided that um, their parents were ineligible, um, basically legal immigrants. And they made the decision to. Take away children, to separate those children from their families, which many of the parents have been deported and the children remain here. And you can imagine just the craziness that this caused and why it has been hard for some of these children to be reunited once these uh, parents go back to their country. But what I want to discuss is, um, is there precedent? Uh, has has this separation of families been done before? So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Bush era um, in which the Department of Homeland Security found that family separations happened when a parent is criminally charged or a family shelters or facilities lack space. And in response to congressional pressure over separations, the department opened a family detention center in Texas to expand the capacity of of being able to hold these families together. Um, and let's talk about the Obama administration, uh, which dealt with the surge of, of migrants um, and primarily detained the families together in administration facilities or released them. And they also fa- faced a uh, Backlash over the family detention policy. Um, Now, as far as what the law says about family separation, there are laws uh, governing how children are treated at the border. However, none mandate that the separation of parents and children under the floor statement, which is a 1997 legal agreement. There are limits on how long children can be detained and requirements that the government Releases them to parents, guardians or licensed facilities as quickly as possible and houses them at at least restrictive at in the least restrictive setting possible if that cannot happen immediately. And then also the uh, the Homeland Security Act of 2002 also adheres to the floor statement in the anti-trafficking laws and also governs how children in the U S custody are cared for, including screening to determine which placement facility would be deemed least restrictive, depending on any particular needs they may have. And so what the Trump administration has done with these previous policies is, as characterize these as loopholes that are exploited by those seeking uh, to come into the U S and has issued a zero, zero tolerance policy, um, Against this. And uh, Trump has suggested that the policy could be revoked if C- Congress passes the immigration bill. Um, so that's just the stats and, and kind of a through point of where you can see of, of how this has been handled in the past and what separates this specific um, the specific separation um, policy and how it differs from what. Previous uh, presidents have done. Now, from May 19th to May 31st, there have there were one thousand nine hundred ninety five children separated from their family. Of course, that that rose to over 2000, which I which I mentioned earlier, and about 600 of those children have still not been reunited with their families. And this brings about the question of uh, what. What should be done? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have the answers. I'm not even going to get into that. I think that what you see in the reaction is that just the, the image or or the thought of having children ripped away from their parents um, and then detained. And, you know, even recently there was actually a, a worker at one of these detention facilities that was found to have molested one of the children. Um, So Overall, I just want wanted to talk about the subject. I wanted to get that conversation out for the awakened soul audience, and let me know what you guys think about it. Let me know where you guys stand on your thoughts on the family separation policy and act, and what's going on there. And because I don't have the answers, if anyone does have suggestions on what to do, but let's start this conversation. Let's get this higher in the in the eye. It's already in the public eye. Um, As I said, Melania Trump even originally. you know, had some issues with it herself and had uh, been reported to have had talks with Trump about repealing the act herself. She's, she's come out and not fully backtracked on it, but, uh, a little bit, um, which what do you expect her to do? The public can come out and just disagree with her husband. Um, but still this is, I feel that it's completely inhumane. Um, I, I, you know, and the, when you see the pictures of the kids and again me being a father that is never something that's going to be easy um, but we have to you know, have these conversations and I wanted to do my part in getting out some of the statistics. Again, I, I I would be here all day, uh, talking if I, if I gave every single one. So definitely go out, research this on your own. Um, see what you come up with, see, see what you think about it and get back to me. You guys know where you can find me. That's at CEO Hayes at the Awakened Soul Pod. Uh, at gmail.com you know the usual places I plug it like three or four times over the course of this um it does seem like the pressure from uh, uh the government is, is coming now for something to be done on this the White House as I said try to pass off uh, the the onus on whose responsibility it is to reunite these families let's get this together like let, let let's let's force them to do something about it it's It's ridiculous. And the responsibility is 100 percent on on the government to reunite these families because they are the ones who separated them. Um, But not while not the exact same topic, while we are on the topic of deportation and immigrants, um, I do want to talk about a situation that recently went down. And that is um, and that is in Washington, in a federal courtroom. The judge heard or found out and learned that um, the government had deported an immigrant mother and daughter who are plaintiffs in a lawsuit. The judge was hearing over um, asylum restrictions, and this judge demanded that the administration turn around the plane carrying the plaintiffs to Central America and bring them back to the United States. And then he ordered that the government stop removing plaintiffs in the case from the country who are seeking protection from gang and domestic violence. And he did something that really raised some eyebrows in a good way, at least in my opinion. And he said that that the order that they appear in court to show cause on why they should not be held in contempt of court. And this judge was Emmett Sullivan. Um, in the District of Columbia. And the plane, while not returned en route, the Department of Ham- Homeland Security did say that they would immediately be returned back to the United States. And it's things like this that are going to cause change, like people standing up and calling out for the bullshit. Um, and in this also, it came out that the government, in filing, stated that it has lost track of the deported parents of at least 26 of the 559 kids that are still there um so that's just again another added layer that is kind of aligned with this but not so as well but you know the whole deportation thing i just i definitely wanted to talk about it i i Just because of my schedule was not actually able to ask someone to guest on. Um, I just would like another uh, opinion on this and and have that dialogue. So we may be rehashing this conversation over the course of the next couple of episodes of The Awakened Soul. Um, So that that's the stay woke segment for today. That is actually it this time. Um, We are going to take a brief break on the other side of that. We are going to end on a much lighter mood where I'm going to bring in my Babies and we're going to talk just a little bit about the film Christopher Robin All right Johnson girls how's it going
0: good great
1: (laughs) So you know, you guys know we're here to discuss Christopher Robin, aka Winnie the Pooh. I mean, let's just be real. So before we get into it, I gotta, I gotta ask you guys, what is, what is your favorite part of going to see movies as a family?
0: Probably the pop
1: coat. Oh wow! What about you, Lala? My
0: favorite thing is that with us together.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I respect that.
0: (laughs) My mom.
1: (laughs) do you guys always like it when i invite you on the podcast yes Yes. all right cool so we are here we're going to talk about the movie um so i mean just overall like how'd you guys feel about the movie what was your favorite part your least favorite part alana i'm gonna let you go first
0: yes my favorite part is Pooh and tigger
1: tigger i i was disappointed by uh, how how less or how much uh Tigger was not in the movie. What about you, Maya? But my favorite part? Mm-hmm.
0: Probably when Christopher Robin turned around and then Winnie the Pooh said Christopher Robin.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Um so I mean you guys and Lana, I know you used to love Pooh. You literally used to watch Pooh all day long when you were when you were younger. Um <laughs> The Baxin. The Baxin.
0: I love
1: But all right, so um okay, Lana. Well, out of Piglet, Tigger, Eeyore, Al, Kanga, Roo, and Rabbit, who's your favorite?
0: Tigger.
1: Tigger? Why Tigger? Because he never stops moving like you?
0: <laughs> and he loves to jump like me. <laughs> Let's bounce. Oh, we using so many catchphrases.
1: Oh my god, you guys are hilarious. Um Oh man. Did you, how'd you guys think of like so it was a weird scene, Pooh, um, like not in a cartoon like that? Like
0: I mean, I'm I'm not fine. really because myself. Similar
1: to him, so I'm fine. <laughs> what is that? <sighs> Pray for me, people. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Lana? Was it weird? That's good. So did you uh did you did you like the way Pooh looked? Didn't Tigger look old to you guys? No.
0: Yes.
1: He looked e- elderly.
0: No, I mean, didn't. He looked like another tiger. I mean, you, you should be insane of yourself. Shush, Give me a. I mean, he didn't really. I mean he looked old but he didn't sound old. I mean Winnie the Pooh sounded old but he didn't look old. Make me because you're not
1: listening. Why do I do this to myself? I don't I don't <laughs> I just don't know. Um <laughs> So the story of the movie about how Christopher Robin grew up and didn't really play with his daughter much and had to like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna talk too high level because I know you guys That's I don't. Depressing. Was it depressing?
0: I mean, yeah. I agree with Maya. Uh, depressed.
1: Aren't you guys glad that you guys have parents that like to have fun with y'all? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes.
1: I mean, I'm gonna start just locking you up and just make you study all day.
0: No! Please don't! No!
1: Please
0: don't. <laughs> no! No! no. <laughs> I don't like studying. It's annoying. I love studying, actually. You barely...
1: Anyway. Shh. Anyway. What, um... <laughs> Oh God. Um, what did you guys um what did you guys think about Christopher Robin's daughter though?
0: And Dixie was very friendly Maya? and playful. Yeah, Lana well, said.
1: You think she was friendly and playful? Yes.
0: I mean besides the fact that she had a tennis rack in her
1: hand, but yeah. <laughs> so when Christopher Robin finally went into the Thousand Acre Wood with Winnie the Pooh and uh found all his friends, did is that what you guys thought the, the thousand acre wood would look like?
0: Nope. I
1: thought it would just have a whole bunch of acorns. You and acorns?
0: I love... I want... I want... I thought... Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> the same thing, but mine is
1: thinking of Hmm. Piglet's my favorite, by the way.
0: I love Winnie the
1: Pooh.
0: <laughs> I'm the only one who loves sugar. I'm very de- depressed. Whatever. Do you know what the word <laughs> is?
1: Okay. All right. So, um, your, your thoughts on the movie as a whole. What... What did you think? Was it a great movie? Should all the families go see it, or do you think it was just okay? I
0: think I think all the families should see. Yeah, I they think, really want to. Yeah, I think all the families
1: should see it because it was so perfect. All right. So one out of one through ten. What's your rating for the movie? Ten being the best, one being the worst. My. No. Oh wow. What about you? Hey, no. All right, people. All right, we're gonna go ahead and sign off before they get a little too off track. Maya, school's about to start, so I need this from each one of you guys before we, we depart. What's the one goal you're setting for yourself before school starts?
0: Being very helpful.
1: Okay, well, that was Alana. All right, so Alana <laughs> has a goal of being helpful. What about you, Maya?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Try not to have some people fight me because I feel like that always happens in school. That's
1: because you like to fight.
0: I don't like to fight. I like to defend. Somebody wants to fight me, they can fight me.
1: All right. Well, before anybody hears this and uses this against, uh, to take my kids away from me as bad parenting, we're going to go ahead and peace <laughs> out for the night. <laughs> All right, Lana, Lana and Amaya, tell the listeners the waking soul. Bye. Bye. All right. And that is the show. Um, I want to thank my babies for coming on. I want to thank Scoop and Shawnees. And, you know, I meant to mention this on the anniversary show. So we are, no, I'm always, I always have guests. Um, and we're going to we're going to up it. I'm, I'm going to try to have a stretch where it's all first time guests. And the next guest is actually going to be Alternative Facts Chicago, which I'm looking so forward to having them on the podcast. Those are my people, man. Um, I respect them highly and I love their podcast. But this has been Episode 62 of the awakened soul you can follow me at ceo hayes you can follow the podcast at the awakened soul pod or at awakened soul pod just depending on what social media platform you're on uh make sure you check out our website theawakensoulpod.com i believe that's it oh our wonderful discussion group on facebook also the awakened soul just if you search the awakened soul we're sure to come up um i want to ask everyone Send in uh, anyone who's listening to this. I for next week, I need everyone to send in one email um, about a topic that we have not covered that you would like the Awakened Soul to cover. You can even suggest one of your favorite other podcast hosts to come on and discuss that with me. You can su- suggest a previous host that that can come on. Um, we also have a special episode dropping in the middle of this week, uh, hosted by Shanice, and it's an all women panel um it's it's shanice it's badass jones it's cliche from dualistic just a group of dope women um and a great conversation i can't wait to release that one out you guys are going to absolutely love it that's it for this week that's hayes signing off love each and every one of you guys peace
2: Let's get it. Everybody jump and everybody's go ahead and twist your back and get your body bumping. I told you, leave your situations out